A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a really good red-related compliance story, but first, the story from Lawsrack. It can't be done, no matter what? This story is for when I just got to my first semester in college, 2018. I was doing a little bit of activism and had to pass a letter to the administration so they can approve a few days of absence whilst I was traveling to another region of the country for a congress, which featured college students and that kind of stuff. The thing was, I had to do it written and printed, odd since an email would be enough. I was already on the office and the closest place where I could get something printed was around trip downstairs of about 20 minutes long. So I asked the intern there if I could use the printer so I don't have to walk down, pay for a piece of paper, and come back with it signed. He told me it can't be done, it was only for institutional use, not for the students. Didn't matter how silly my request was, the answer was always, don't. So I decided to just walk to the back door of the office where all the teachers of my career were located. I saw my advisor professor and told him I needed to print this letter and if he could help me. Then we came back to the front office where the intern was sat. My professor printed it in his face and handed it to me. And I proceeded to hand it to the intern so it can be approved. Maybe not so malicious and the guy just wasn't sure if I could get him in trouble but oh well. It was a funny face he made at the end. It's always nice to have a contact on the inside. Some places might be really restrictive on what you can and can't do, but if you got somebody on the inside that'll just walk you right through that front entrance essentially, there's no beating that shortcut. If you were an intern on your first day, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, can I use your company printer? Would you deny them too? Or would you let them copy whatever they needed to copy? Let me know how you guys would handle it in the comments down below. Our next story is from Interesting Airy 32 Customer demands coworkers' personal number. About 20 years ago, my small company merged with another small company from another state. The other office closed and the employees were relocated to our office. Our office is on the east coast of the US. The other office was in a time zone one hour behind ours. One of the new coworkers had to leave about 30 minutes before 5 to meet a vendor, fixing something in their new house. About 5 minutes before 5, one of the other company's customers called us and I answered the phone. She wanted to talk to the new coworker. I told her that coworker wasn't in the office and offered to take a message. This led to a long argument. The customer was from the west coast of the US, which is 3 hours behind us. The customer started by demanding to know why the coworker wasn't there when it wasn't even 2 pm. I explained the time difference. Then she demanded my coworker's personal number so she could call her at home. I explained that I was not going to give our personal information about a coworker I had just recently met. The customer then assured me that the coworker had given out her former home number, no cell phone, and that coworker would be very upset if the customer was unable to reach her at her new home. I didn't engage that argument because it was stupid. Finally, the customer accepted that she was not going to talk to the coworker and asked if someone else could help. The answer was no because it was well after 5 p.m. and everyone else had left and I wasn't yet trained on the new product. This brought us right back to the fact that closing at 2 p.m. was ridiculous. 
I explained that it was 5pm where I was. We simply don't have enough employees to be covering every time zone on the planet. We have customers all over the world. We don't open 5 hours early for European customers. We don't stay open 8 hours late for Australian customers. And we don't stay open 3 hours late for Californian customers. We use East Coast hours because those work best for our handful of employees and their families. Customers are generally understanding and nothing we do is that time sensitive that it can't wait till the next day. I finally said that the only choices were to try again tomorrow or I can take a message and give it to the coworker. The customer finally agreed to give me a message, but she insisted that the coworker call her first thing. I assured her that I would tell the coworker exactly that. So when the coworker came in the next day at 9am, she complied and immediately called the customer back. It was 6am her time. Woke her up. You know it's bad when you're dealing with somebody that literally does not understand the concept of time zones. I think this person needs multiple kinds of awakenings, not just one at 6am. I think it's time to learn how the world works. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Mysterious One. That'll cost ya. Many years ago, I worked in an aerospace machinery company where I was the only female that wasn't in an office or administrative position. My job was doing quality control. The sexism and discrimination had started before I got hired, but that's another story. It did affect how I was treated, which is why I mention it for this story. As a parts inspector, I would verify that a part was made to specifications, then put my stamp on it showing that it had been inspected and what the results were. One day, I was trained to measure the diameter of a type of shaft that is used in airplane engines. The roundness of the shaft's diameter had to be measured within a couple millionths of an inch. Just to give you an idea, the typical hair on your head is a few thousands of an inch. So if you divided your hair into a thousand slices, if there was even one bump on this shaft that was bigger than two of those slices, it would potentially wreck a plane or destroy a plane engine by creating too much vibration during operation. My boss explained how he wanted me to perform the inspections using a very sensitive machine that operates sort of like the needles you see for detecting earthquakes. I won't get detailed and I probably don't remember much anyway now, but I did a couple days worth of inspections before I realized that the way he instructed me to check them looked wrong to me. I asked another, more experienced inspector about it, and he figured it out fully and said we were inspecting it wrong. The simplest explanation I can find to describe this, if you picture a mountain valley with a canyon, and you were supposed to give the maximum depth, you'd go from the lowest part of the canyon to the highest point of the highest peak. The instructions he gave me were essentially reading from the ground to the peak instead. So I went to my boss and told him, and he basically said I didn't know what I was talking about, and ordered me to continue to do it as he had told me to. Now I could lose my job and career over bad inspections, so I told him, okay, I'll do what you tell me, but I will not put my stamp on it. I'll do the charts, and someone else will have to do the interpretations and stamp them. He agreed. A few months later, I get called into his office so I could be written up. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A multi-million dollar contract was almost lost because the inspections on all these shafts were bad. I told him that my inspection stamps were not on those orders because he told me I was wrong, and so I'd only made the charts for someone else to interpret. He backpedaled quickly after that, claiming he'd sent out parts for independent verification, and the independent verification had said he was right, that I was mistaken, blah blah blah. Nobody lost their job, but I think it was only because his father-in-law was one of the owners. Don't you hate the fact that if OP wasn't smart enough to cover their tracks here, they would have been able to scapegoat them into I don't even want to know what kind of outcome that would have been. They would have at least lost their job, I don't know if they would try to hold them on the hook for any kind of fines or withheld wages or anything if they could do that. Our next story of the day is from Hellbat. I'm a renter? Understood. So let's start with some context. My mom and I moved into my grandma's house when I was 5. My godmother already lived with my grandma, so she was also part of the household. Firstly, my aunt has never done anything with her life. She liked to say that she had to take care of my grandma, but my grandma was a feisty old Mexican lady who happily handled everything herself all the way until she got cancer in her very last year of life. She used my grandma as a crutch to never get a job or really any source of income ever. My mom and grandma paid for this house every year and kept it up and running. Fast forward to me being 22, my mom died of cancer. We knew my grandma wouldn't be able to afford the house herself, so my wife and I stood to help because we felt bad leaving right after my mom died. So for two to three years, we handled the house taxes, the electricity bill. When the air conditioner broke, we paid to fix that. And I also gave my grandma my old car when I got a new one so my aunt could take her to her doctor appointments and whatnot. I did all of this because I was taught to be there for my family by my mom. After those two to three years, my grandma died, so now it was only our income and my aunt needing to be supported by us. Again, this is how I was taught. Family takes care of each other. We felt bad leaving my aunt after my grandma died, so we stayed again. Bought food for her, cooked for her, I even handled all the dishes and house cleaning. I mowed the lawn, I handled any insect issues the house was having, even gave her our recyclables so she could have at least a little money for stuff. So it finally gets to a point where I confront her and say, look, my mom has helped pay for this house, now I am too. My wife and I want to help you. Notice I said help and not take the house away from you. Make the house nice again. We want to get new carpet, fix the broken windows, etc. For this though, we'll need you to co-own the house with us. 
we aren't going to put our money into it just for you to go and sell it and we end up screwed over. Or also, if you just happen to die young, the house would just go to the bank. That's a whole other long story, but it's what would happen. She of course said no, only because she wants the house to herself and I'm her ownership. She's very, very greedy and selfish like that about everything. So we end up arguing and I say how we stayed because we cared and wanted to help. We wanted to continue helping, however, but we can't just blindly funnel money into your home when we need to make sure our living situation is secure. During said argument, I say how we've been nothing but caring and don't want to take the house. We just want to work with her. Again, no. So I start to get frustrated and I say, how can you be like this to me? Especially when both my mother and I have paid for this house. We put more into it than she ever has. I don't feel owed, but I feel that us working together and owning the house together would be fair, since she doesn't even pay for any of it. I said how we stayed after grandma died to help her. Her exact words were, well you should have just left. That hurt a lot because all that was just for nothing, not even appreciation. Fast forward to another argument, and I bring up how I feel it was wrong of her to take advantage of my mom the way she did. There's way more context to that than above, but again, a whole other long story. When I say I think it was wrong, her words were, well take it up with your mother. That broke me because I was super close to my mom, and she had only been dead for like two years, so it was still very painful. That was my breaking point. I could not help somebody this selfish and hurtful. I told her that it was awful of her to say that, that this house is ours just as much as it's hers. She says, Christian, you guys are renters. Cue malicious compliance. I say, oh, we're renters? Okay, so I started going by doing exactly what me and my grandmother agreed upon when we moved in. I pay the electric bill and the house taxes. That's it. Mowing the lawn? Sorry, wasn't part of my lease. Handling the insect infestation? Nope, landlord's issue. Cleaning your dishes and the 800 pictures you have on the walls filled with dust? Yeah, not my problem. My wife and I care for ourselves now. Her house is going more and more to ruin. Windows have broken more, the air conditioning broke again, the shower broke, water heater broke, and damaged the living room and walls, termites and all the wood. All not my problems. My wife and I are currently in the process of finding a place and moving out. We might not even tell her when we do move and just up and leave, letting her sit in her own filth. I mean, it's not in my lease that I need to give a notice. This is one of those situations where I think you just gotta cut your ties and let it loose. There's no agreeing, there's no compromising here, they're selfish, they're greedy, they're gonna drive themselves into the ground and at that point it's not your responsibility to save them. And our final story of the day is from Cyber2001, none of us are leaving until I see every single marine here. I worked in the armory of the US Marine Corps. We stored and repaired all of our infantry unit's weapons. Because the armory worked on a different and annoying schedule, there were many formations, think big outdoor meeting, we didn't have to attend. We would just check in with the company office when we were done. One day, a new staff NCO, one of our managers, was holding the formation that night and was decided to become extremely unhappy that the armory wasn't going to check in for his formation. So he decides no one is going home until the armory actually showed up the formation 
and he physically saw us for roll calls. He sent a message to the company office, including his own leadership, that no one was going home until he saw every marine from the armory in formation after we shut down. They relayed that command to everyone, including us. Now, that was a slight annoyance to us. We had to drive about a quarter mile to the formation after we were done. That much bigger annoyance for everyone, including that staff NCO on this gorgeous Southern California Friday night, is that the armory is the last place to shut down. No one wants to see us at formation for a reason. First, every company has to check in their weapons. All of those weapons have to be cleaned before they come into the window. Then, every cage has to go through each weapon, and sight, and NVG, and everything else with a serial number on it, and check each off a list. Then all cages have to be secured. Then we have to call the guards to come down and provide the armory key and armed escort. Then we get escorted with the key to the guard shack. Then we wait to check the key in. Then finally we get to go home. Or, in this case, to formation hours later to an extremely pissed off company of marines. Virtually every enlisted man, from the guys who outranked him down to the lowest man, is freaking furious. They just sat on the parade deck for probably about three hours for absolutely no reason other than that call that guy made to the company office. It was again made the rule the armory didn't have to come to the formations. It's kind of impressive that they didn't have the foresight to understand the consequences of what they're demanding. I guess that's why they're a new staff NCO. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another great compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 